Start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for this time and for bringing us here. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts and our minds, that we may come to know you more fully, see you more clearly, and love more courageously. And we ask all of these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, um, so to start, we're going to study Theology for Beginners. It's this book right here, okay? Um, don't worry if you didn't read this yet at all. Like, they read the first chapter for this week, and it was two pages. So I'm pretty sure you can catch up at some point in the next few weeks. Um, so we're going to order more of these this week, so you can pick it up from here. Or if you'd like, you can buy it on Amazon for like seven bucks either way. Um, if you have a copy, don't take a second copy. This is the last copy I have. So like the lucky person will get this this evening and go. But we also bought you guys um, composition notebooks. So you can write in them. So we're just going to pass these around. Actually, that's COVID. Not good. So I'm going to pass these around. And uh, yeah. And so you can write these all you want. Um, you can also take them home. If you want to journal, you can. Okay. Journal. You guys, oh, wow, you guys can prepare. Um, so, uh, if you take, if you want to take them home, you can. Um, if you don't want to take them home, because you know you won't bring it back, we'll keep it for you. So, it's, you know, it's safer. Um, but we encourage taking of notes, not obsessively, but effectively. Um, and I I just hope you guys know when COVID is over, you're going to pass things out again. Okay? taking notes. And the last thing that I'm going to hand out to start us out um, is, how many is there? 61 definitions. I do not want you to look at these until we reference them tonight or until you leave, okay? Because they'll just confuse you, all right? And if you go home and you look at them and they confuse you, that's okay. Because these definitions we're going to go over like the next six to eight weeks, all right? So it's not like you see it on the first night, and you're like, oh, of course I know what systematic theology is. Like, that's why I'm here. Okay, no, like, we'll, we'll actually um, go over these for the next several weeks. I only made 12 copies, which shows my lack of foresight. So um, the people who are sitting together will share um, until we can make more before you guys leave. So, and Mary and Jerry won't get one. No. Okay, Mary's got all the words. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, if you guys didn't know, our adults are experts on these topics. So, okay, there's a question. If Mark's on these videos, does not know, you just turn to your nearest adult and you say, hey, this is my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Alright. Okay. Is that all I have to pass out? Yes. Okay. So I can take this off now. And stay back here. Okay. Alright. Um, so what are we doing? Um, I feel bad for you if you just kind of got dragged here. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be good all the same. Um, so we're studying theology, okay? And at first that can seem like a very... Uh, intimidating thing, um, but it's it's really not. Does anyone know what theology is? Euler, come on! I know like seven of you know it. Austin, what is theology? The study of God. The study of God. Okay, the study of God, um, and um, it's really important. Okay, and it's important because of this thing that we like to call trajectory. Okay, does anyone know what trajectory is? Anybody in physics? It's the direction of something. Okay, um, and if you didn't know. Um, if you are headed somewhere and you're off by one degree, okay, one degree, so a degree is like, you know, 360 degrees, like full circle, you know, like this, um, and then you're off, if you're off by one degree after a foot, you'll only be off by 0.2 inches, so like a little bit, right? But if you're aiming for the moon and you're off by one degree, you'll be off by 4,169 miles, Okay which is a lot considering a degree, right? Um, if you're aiming for the sun, you'll be off by over 1.6 million miles, just one degree, right? Um, and so the study of theology um, is, is really seeing reality clearly, okay? Um, and Frank Shee talks about it in chapter one of his book. So if you did your reading for tonight, um, if you had the book to do your reading, right? Um, he talks about people who, you know, are kind of uninstructed, who, who don't have kind of the knowledge issue as Catholic, and he talks about them stumbling along in the dark, not even aware that it is dark, half-fed and not even hungry for more. He is not, he's in no state to show others the light or the nourishment, right? Um, and so he talks about learning more about God and about his love for us is kind of being nourished and being fed. And that's the way that we should look at it, okay? Um, and notice what I didn't say. I didn't say learning more about God so that I could feel better and so that I could make other people feel worse, right? That's not it at all, right? We're learning more about God because he loves you. He loves you, like, infinitely, um, and he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him, right? So that knowledge and love go hand in hand. It serves one for another, right? Um, You can't love someone you don't know And the more you know someone, the more you love them. And so as we kind of go through this study, um, we're going to have to look at some, I don't know, kind of basic things. Okay? Um, And please let me know if you disagree with any of these statements. Okay? Um, Getting the right answer is the most important thing. James disagrees. James, why do you disagree? Because it's all about learning. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Anyone disagree with James? No. James is a smart man. <laughs> Joe, Joe's going to back him up. That's great. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's where I think I, I often find myself talking with a bunch of different people, right? Um, is that we're afraid to give an answer because if we give the wrong answer, then we'll look foolish, right? Or people will know that we're wrong. Or we won't seem to know as much as we should know. Right? Um, but what's the problem with that? Is that if we take on that attitude, then we can't learn. Okay? 
And so step one of this, like what we're going to be learning, is that you guys are going to talk with each other, right? Um, hopefully while we're here, but also while we're not here, you're going to discuss what you learned. So when we talk about God and what is God, you're going to discuss that with one another. And that discussion won't take place, it won't happen, if you're too afraid of being wrong. Like, oh, well, Mark isn't here to give me the exact right answer, so we're not going to talk about it at all, okay? And so what I want you to know right now is this is a safe place to be wrong, and I will not laugh at you, except if you're Joey, and then I'll laugh at you, okay? I'll laugh at him, but none of you, okay? None of you. Um, and that was a joke. I won't laugh at Joey either, okay? It's a safe place to be wrong, okay? Thomas Edison, I use this example a thousand times. I know I need to find a new example, right? But he failed at, you know, making a light bulb like 999 times. I would have given up after time 15, right? Let's be honest. Okay, but he didn't give up. Now imagine if he had been allergic to failure, right? We would not be sitting in this room. We would be outside with a fire, hoping that the, it didn't rain, because then we'd all have to go home, right? But he didn't give up. And so with theology, it's the same way. We can't be in this idea of like, you know, if I get it wrong once, then I'm really toast, okay? The idea is, if I get it wrong, then my friend who I'm talking with will help me to get it right. Then the adult that I come to and I share my idea with will help me to get it right. But I'm not in, in and of myself terrified that I'll be wrong, that I'll take the wrong step, okay? Um, we can never attain a maximum love of God with only a minimum knowledge of God, okay? Um, and that's, um, that's the thing. It all comes down to love. Um, I'm not going to lie to you about that. Like, study aside, it comes down to love. Um, if, in the end, if we love God, we will get God. We'll be saved. Right? That's, that's the basis of our salvation. If we love God, we'll get God. Um, if we love ourselves in preference to God, then that's what we'll get. We'll get ourselves apart from God, um, and we shall be damned. That's really simple doctrine of salvation. Like, we're not going into all the intricacies, Right? But that's just the idea of, like, that's the trajectory, right? Where we point ourselves is who we love. That's who we point ourselves. That's where we're going, right? Um, however, we can never attain a maximum love of God with a minimum knowledge of God because we cannot love that which we do not know, okay? We cannot love that which we do not know. And so when we're studying theology, the point, the point, right? is to grow in love of God. Um, a great example are married couples. You know, Mary and Jerry have been married for... 32 years. 32 years, going strong, right? Um, and they love each other now more than the day when they were married. Okay? Which is beautiful. Look at that little puppy dog, guys. Who's cutting onions, right? Um, okay, so, no, they do because, because, right, they've come to know each other more. They've come to know each other more. But what you'll notice, right, is that marriage takes effort. Relationship takes effort, right? They didn't come to know each other more by doing nothing, okay? And the same thing with theology, right? We're in this relationship with our Lord, okay? Which we're assuming, if you're here, by the way, that's an assumption if you're here, right? Um, but we're assuming if you're, you're in this relationship with the Lord and we're growing in knowledge of him to love him more, okay? Growing in knowledge of him to love him more. So that's where we're oriented, okay? Um, however, um, it kind of comes in a different view as well of how we see reality, okay? Can somebody tell me what reality is? Yes. The truth. The truth. The truth is reality. Does anyone agree with that statement? Okay. 
Okay, you got some fans. You got some fans that like that. Yeah, nodding heads, nodding heads. Okay, so reality, in, in a short sense, I didn't, you know, keep one of those definition pages for myself. I probably should have. But if you want to look at your definition page, someone can read what is written there for reality. I'm like 95% sure it's on there. It's not. That 5% came through. Um, reality um, is, in effect, I just want to make sure I didn't contradict what I gave you, right? That'd be awkward. Um, reality is, in effect, that which is. Okay? That which is true. Okay? So that the truth conforms to reality. Now, notice we say that and we're like, okay, cool, and then we move on. But I want you to take a moment and really think about that. Because what that means is that how much we know is true is how well we see reality. And when we believe in lies, we're not only believing in lies, we're not seeing reality clearly. In the church, the church sees reality very specifically. The church sees reality very specifically and very differently from the world. Okay? Um, when the church sees reality, she sees at the exact same moment, all things being held in existence by God. We're going to like go into that much later on, like two, three weeks maybe. Okay, But think of that. That's how the church sees reality. And if we're not seeing reality in that same way, it's not that we're seeing a different reality. It's that we're not seeing reality at all. Right? It's not that we're seeing a different reality. It's that we're not seeing reality at all. If your head hurts yet, that's totally fine. My head hurts too, okay? Um, so we're going to move forward in that idea, okay, that as we come to learn more about God, we come to learn the truth, as Elise kind of shared with us, right? The more we actually see reality, the more we see reality, okay? And that's our goal, not to just see things how we want to see them, which as humans we often do, Right? It's easy to do. I want to see things this way, so then I see them this way, whether or not they are this way. Okay? But to see things as they are. Okay? Um, and this will have an advantage not just for yourself, but for those around you as well. Right? Because I'm sure a lot of you know friends who believe in lies. They believe lies. You know, maybe about themselves, like I'm not good enough, maybe about other people. Okay? And when you're sharing the truth with them now, you're not just sharing the truth with them in a, in a cool, like fun sense. You're actually helping them to see reality more clearly by sharing the truth with them. It gives a whole new meaning to sharing your faith. Because sharing your faith is not just sharing a topic or sharing something cool you learned. It's actually helping them to see reality. To see things as they are. Not as we, as we would like them to be. Okay? Um, uh, there, you know, there's some parts of the person. Okay? Um, so each of us has a will. We'll go into that later in intellect. Um, and then down here below the intellect, we have the imagination. We're going to talk about these two a lot today. Um, but let's see if, what you guys can get just by looking at it. So um, can anybody tell me what the will does? Really simply. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So the will decides. Right, like what you want to do. Um, this is, you know, there's a thousand examples. Okay, you like go to the grocery store. Do you want this bag of chips, that bag of chips? You know, you go to eat dinner. Do you want a steak? Do you want chicken? 
Um, I'm apparently hungry um, because I'm doing food examples. Um, you know, do you want to like sleep now, sleep later, all these different things. So the will decides. Um, notice, right, that the will decides, though, not based on nothing, but based on our senses, right, what we, what we see, what we feel, what we taste, what we touch, right, but also based on the intellect. What does the intellect do? Yes? It informs the will. Informs the will, yeah, and it knows, right? It knows. It's that power by which we know, okay? And then the imagination is, is a little weird. I don't have like a strict definition for it, but you all know what it does, right? That if I said a purple elephant, you could imagine a purple elephant in your head. You know, most of you could probably picture it um, in your head, but you can imagine it, right? Even though you've probably never seen one in, in real life. If you have, let me know. I'd love to know where you saw a purple elephant. Um, so the intellect knows and decides. Well, this is weird, right? Because if we're talking about studying God and therefore seeing the truth and therefore seeing reality, what we're talking about is growing in our intellect and in increasing that which we know, right, in accordance with the truth. So then what we're talking about is, well, if that's what informs our will and shapes our decisions, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal because that's trajectory, right? That's where we're going. That's who we're loving. That's how we're choosing to love them, right? And so then if we talk about, you know, I don't know, weakness and all these different things, that makes a lot of sense. Why? Because if what we know is wrong, if what we know isn't in, the, in accordance with the fullness of the truth, right, well then obviously we're not going to decide correctly, right? We're not going to decide correctly. If what we know is not true, then we will decide according to that which is not true, not according to that which is true, okay? If you're confused, that's totally fine. Write in your journal at this point, I'm confused. Okay, and then underline why you're confused, and then ask me about it in a, in a few minutes. Okay, deal? Remember, no bad questions. Okay, no bad questions, as long as you're not Joey. Okay, just kidding. Joey knows I'm going to pick on him. It's okay. All right, so um, that said, any questions so far? We'll stop here. There probably is. Mark does not have one today. Yes, Austin. Can you have a blue pen? You may, sir. I'm going to throw it. I mean, the imagination probably has to do with like, so close. It probably has to do with our creative capacity and our, also the way we like capture our Yeah. Like we can see them in our head. Yeah. But also with the memory. Yeah. That's it. That's getting a little more complicated than I'd like to go today. Yeah. Okay. That satisfies my OCD. Okay. Um, any other questions? Other questions? No bad questions. Who's overwhelmed? Wait, that, that was a bad question. And he said, it's always been, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's overwhelmed. Okay, cool. All right. I want to look what I want to do. I underlined something in this book that I should look up during this, but it's a different book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I know that. This is so. Uh, my will has informed my intellect that that is so. Uh, my question is, what is the name of the book, Mark? Oh, uh, this is theology and sanity. Thank you. Yeah.
Uh, this is his, this is his big book. That's his little book. That's what I call oh, it. The big book, same guy. Big book and little book. This goes into a lot more and is much more headache-inducing than your book. And yeah, I haven't read it a long time. Um, okay, so um, now we're going to talk about these two. Okay, imagination and intellect. Um, and it's going to seem like I'm kind of harsh for a minute, but I'm not trying to be harsh. Okay. Can I be brutally honest with everyone? You guys are not going to cry. I don't know what to do when people cry, okay? Um, so don't <laughs> cry. Um, most of the time, when, when I tell you to think of something, think, right? Think of something. Um, we use our imagination. We're trained to by ourselves because we're lazy. That's just, that's the reality, right? Um, and, and it happens all the time. Right? When I, when I tell you to think of a four-sided triangle, you immediately try to imagine a four-sided triangle, even though you know that something cannot exist, because intellectually you know that, that that in itself is a contradiction, because a triangle has three sides. But you try. You were like, if I just add a side to the triangle... But that's what we do. That's what we do, because why? Because when things get hard with our intellect, we immediately default to our imagination. And can I tell you another secret why you, all, you often do this is because most, I would assume, although I have not been in a school in quite a while, that most of the time when you're sitting in class and you're supposed to be listening, you're probably imagining things, right? You're probably sitting there, or when you're at Theology for Beginners, you're just, you're like, wow, that pumpkin spice latte I'm gonna have tomorrow, man. Ah, so good, right? Um, we, we do this in mass too, you know? Like we're sitting there, you know, the God of the universe is up there. We're like, wow, Jesus, you're so beautiful. And then you're like, bacon. There's some bacon somewhere waiting for me. You know, I mean, it happens all the time. Um, but here's the, here's the hard thing. Okay, the hard thing. For this, for what we're going to do here, for what you're going to learn, you have to use your intellect. You have to use your intellect. You will get nowhere with your imagination. I can tell you this because I've tried. And it doesn't work, right? We're going to have to do the hard job of learning how to think, which stinks, right? Because imagination is easier, okay? And you'll catch yourself too. You know, we're going to talk about some concepts today that are a little bit confusing, that kind of take us for a loop a little bit. Um, and, and that's okay. When you catch yourself, just say, okay, now I'm trying to use my, like trying to think it through rather than trying to imagine it trying to think it through rather than trying to imagine it because imagining it is always easier, okay? There is a place for imagination, okay? Long train rides, if we didn't have imagination, we'd probably be bored out of our minds, right? Wrong car rides, all this different stuff. There's creativity in our imagination. It's a beautiful thing, right? I'm not like, you know, throwing it down at all, but it cannot take the place of truly learning, of truly learning, okay? Um, and, and that's... You know, that's, that's it. Um, a, a great example of this, of course, I didn't bring an eraser. Um, a great example of this is uh, this word, love. Um, there are to be no 80s song references while I talk about this, okay? Um, now, if, seriously? Okay. Um, so if I, put this, if I put this word up here, and you immediately, like, go to, like, what do you go you know? Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, we immediately go to, you know, Cinderella, 
Uh, can you get my water too, please, Alex? Thank you. 80 songs. Um, 80 songs. Um, Tangled, great movie. Okay. Um, you know, Sean Mendez. Whatever you immediately go to, right? What did you do, right? Um, use your imagination. Or if I, or if I say, um, what is love? Don't. Don't do it. If I say, what is love? And then you start thinking of a feeling. What did you do, right? Use your imagination, right? But if I said, what is love? And you immediately thought, oh, well, love is to will or choose the good of the other. Like fetching his eraser? Like, yeah, fetching the eraser. Um, then you just, you just, you not only thought of love, but you thought of a concept of love. And let me tell you the difference, okay? No one ever changed anything by imagining it. No one ever changed anything by imagining it. No imagination, you know, then immediately became will. Maybe later you chose to just sit, you decide something, you did artwork, whatever you did, because you imagined it, but it didn't just happen. However, if you integrate a new concept into your intellect, and it changes how you view love and how you view the world, then every decision following that change in your mind, in the way that you see the world, okay, directly results from that moment where you decided to do that. That's where you change by degrees. And remember, 4,000 miles. 4,000 miles, right? A long way off, okay? So that's why this is such a big deal and why I'm making a big deal out of it, okay? It's, it's because we, when, we, when we move forward, we can't just use our imagination. We're going to have to use our intellect, okay? Um, so what I want you to do now... Without looking at your definitions, is we're going to get in groups, okay? Um, one, two, three, four, uh, six, seven. So guys are going to be on this side of the room and can even go on the other side for a hall if you want, okay? Um, girls are going to be on this side. Guys, you should go on the other side for a hall. Just bring your chairs. Uh, Brian and Jerry are going to go with you. And you are going to be defining these three things. Matter, space, and time. If you're wondering to yourself, what does this have to do with theology? We'll get there. I promise it has stuff to do with theology. It's really cool, okay? But we have to start at the bottom. We're not going to start at the top, right? If I started reading to you the catechism, that would be starting at the top. We're starting at the bottom, okay? So matter, space, and time. So split up in your groups. Um, keep your social distancing and go and define these three terms. We had our two groups break up and talk about what are matter, space, and time. Could I have the representatives of the group share? Who would like to go first? Ladies, would you like to go first? Sure, we would love to go first. Who would sure. like to go first for us? Say a man. She's got oh, Mary. Yeah. That Mary, like, what? No, I'm not going to work. <laughs> she has a different, like, all over the Yeah, go for all three. Okay, so for matter, we said anything that has mass and takes up space. Ooh, okay. <laughs> for space, we said whatever matter takes up. <laughs> and then for time, we said the human perception of 
All right. Cool. <laughs> Guys? Oh, oh, yeah. I do this thing where um, I will not say if your answer is exactly right or wrong because I want you to continue to work it out. And if I said it was right or wrong, then it would immediately stop you from working it out. Does that make sense? So if you're waiting for me to say, yeah, that was perfect, I'm never going to say that. Okay, cool. Not, at least not during lead team. All right, so guys, who wants to speak for the guys? Go, James. Okay, so ours are pretty similar for matter. We said if it takes up, it has mass, it takes up space, and we also added that it's a, it's a physical substance. Oh, physical substance. Can one occupy time, too? Yes. Can one occupy time? No, I can. It's affected by time. It's affected by time. Okay, cool. Fun. And then for, for space, we said... It's anything that matter can exist in. Matter doesn't necessarily have to be occupying space uh, at a given time in order for that space to still be space. Okay. That was a brain herder, wasn't it? Matter can exist in. All right. And then time, what'd you say for time? In time, we said like a, a series of moments. Ooh. Do you want to mess with them, ladies? Sure. Ask him to define moment. What is a moment? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Take your time. I think it's, it's like the state of beings which are affected by time at a given time. You just two words. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So we're not, we're not going into that. It's a progression of change. It's a measurement of change. Is a moment a progression of change? No, a moment is a, a, a um, you can't use the word slice of time that is changing. So you have a moment. Oh, we just had another moment. Oh, wait, there's another moment. How do you? When it's you undefined. It's undefined. It's not a. It's not necessarily. It can be a large slice of time or a small slice of time. So I can't be undefined in a definition. It can be undefined. You can because I'm not the line that goes above. This is fun. All right, guys, guys, guys. Shh. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't mess with you. James, would you like to add one more thing? I would say that a moment would be a temporary state of being. A temporary state of being. That doesn't define. Okay. And we'll move on. Okay. So. You guys did, you did um, extremely well, extremely well, okay? Um, so what is matter? Um, it has physical qualities, right? It takes up space, occupies space, okay? It was funny because Nikki, they asked her what space was. She got the right answer, but then she laughed like she was wrong. So it was kind of funny. I was standing back here kind of laughing at that. No, you actually did, yeah. Um, so space, um, space, confidence, confidence right? Um, that which matter spreads its parts into, right? Um, but as James kind of tried to point out to like, you know, my hand is occupying this space. Now it's not. Okay, space is still there even though my hand's not there. So, it, you know, we, we get there, okay? Um, so matter um, has physical qualities, okay? Matter occupies space and matter has limits. It's very important. Matter has limits. Finite. We did say for all of them, they're all finite. Okay, so they're all finite. Okay, um, space, what is space? That which matter spreads its parts into. Notice I'm using the word parts. That's very important. We're going to get to that later, okay? Um, and then time. 
is a measurement of change. And rather than perception, um, ladies, I would use observation. Okay? In that we know time from observation. Right? Um, we, know, we only know it from our observation. Um, so, as you guys mentioned, all material things exist in a succession of moments. Okay? Um, we're not going to go deeper into the whole moment argument. Um, but um, there is no such thing as going back in time. Why? Because we're in the present. Right? And the present is now. But the present that I said was now was a few seconds ago, so now it's the past, right? Yes? So time is linear? We're not going to go there. That's a, another physics question. You guys with your physics questions. It's so great. Okay. Um, so, but we will now apply, because you guys just defined these three things, we'll apply them. And I'm going to ask you a question. Open answers, please raise your hand. Okay. Is the universe infinite? got to raise your hand. John, you want to start out? Um, I'm going to say it's undefined because since the universe is created by God and since God is out of the air, out of space, he has no limits. So He's in it. I would say it's infinite. Okay, so the universe, okay. We'll, we'll kind of get there. We'll yeah, work that, Austin. I'm going to agree now to what he said is because God God exists outside of these three things. Okay. Because he is the only thing that is infinite and we live in a finite world. Okay. Um, the I mean, everything to our current concept of everything other than God is finite, but God is the only thing that is infinite. Mm. Um, so we can't put them in the box that we're putting these into, like matter, time, and space. We can put these in boxes, but we can't put God in the box. It's true. We cannot put God in the box, Joey. I'm going to make a scientific argument because we can actually track how the universe is moving. Okay. And we know that it has edges, um, which means it's not infinite because if it was infinite, it would stretch out endlessly and we couldn't have it. Okay. Yep. Uh, our, our physical universe is, is very much finite, but it is expanding. But God exists outside of the physical, observable universe. Oh. Sounds like there's a disagreement among the scholars here. Nikki, do you want to say something? I'm going to say it's finite also because it all three of these topics apply to it, and we just said that they're all finite. Oh, true. Yeah, that one's a disagreement. I love it. Um, good, good disagreement. You guys can uh, get a group chat going later and just keep going at this. Um, but um, we are for now, right, for now, um, you know, we're, we're going to say, yes, um, the universe is limited because it is matter. Because it is matter, it is limited. Um, we're going to then partition off some of what Austin and John said about God being infinite, which is true. Um, and we will get there and kind of where he comes into or is out of the picture because um, he's bigger than the picture, right? Or he's sustaining the picture in existence. Um, we'll get there, okay? Um, but please uh, write these definitions down. They're also on your definition sheet. Um, but um, they, are, they are really important, and we'll keep coming back to them. Um, and as Austin said, but what, okay, before we get there, um, like what I liked a lot about your discussions here is that you were referencing one thing to the other, right? So you were talking about matter as taking up space. You were talking about matter as being affected by time. And so they're not independent, right? They're each affecting the other. That's very important. We'll come back to that too, okay? Um, so a few assumptions um, that we're going to take as we move forward and go along. Okay, the first one, we're going to assume that the church is right in her teachings, okay? Um, 
because if not, then we'll spend the next you know six to eight weeks or whatever arguing over whether or not the church is right in her teachings, and that would just take too long and be a pointless exercise. Okay, so that's what we're going to assume. Um, we're going to believe that there is reality and that you exist. Okay, um, because some people think that reality is sprung from their mind and that nothing outside of that which they experience exists, which is a really sad way of living, but they believe that. So we're going to believe that there is reality and that you exist. Um, and then finally, um, one of my favorites, we're going to believe that um, you don't break laws, laws break you. Um, that's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> it's great. Um, you know, think, okay. Uh, uh, and the reason that we're going to think that is because reality precedes our existence. Okay. If you need a lesson in this, ask your parents how the 80s were, okay, because you were not around in the 80s, but the 80s did in fact exist before you got there, okay? Um, so um, laws, certain laws precede our existence, meaning we don't make them, okay? We don't make them, okay? Um, and so from there, we're going to talk about these, this thing really quickly um, called universals. Um, or universal principles. Um, some people argue that there are not universals, um, which is really kind of foolish, but, you know, one way or another we'll get there. How can you argue We can talk about that later. Yeah. You know? See? Group chat. Group chat. Um, all right. So, no, I'm so serious. Like, there's going to be way too much things that we're going to talk about that to talk about while we're here. So, like, later on, you guys totally, like, call each other up or group chat or FaceTime or whatever you use now and, like, talk about it because there's not enough time. Okay? But a universal, an example of universal um, would be a flower. Okay? Um, that um, there, there are distinctions in the flowers. There are different flowers, you know, um, but the flowers are flowers. Okay, like you have a rose, you have a dandelion, um, but all together they are universally known as flowers. Okay, now in different languages you may call them different things. I don't speak other languages, so I don't know what a flower is in another language, but I could say that word if I knew it. Okay, um, but we're referring to the same thing even in a different language. Okay, we're referring to the same thing even in a different language. Okay, that is a physical, tangible universal. You can pick it up, and it's a particular flower, you can give it to somebody else. Okay. However, there are other universals that are not tangible, meaning that are not matter, like love, okay, or justice, okay? If you're like, how does this relate to what we're talking about at all, we're going to get there in just a second. Joe, do you have a question? Not there yet. Not there yet? Yeah. Okay. We're just talking about universals in general. Okay, so that, like, flowers are flowers. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are matter and take up space. Yep. They are matter and take up space. But there are other universals that are not um, tangible, that are not matter. Okay? Love and justice are two. They're the two we're going to work with. Okay? Um, a dog does not wake up in the morning and think to itself, I must be just today. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, I must love my neighbor. Okay, um, maybe the dogs do, and I'm in for a huge surprise when dogs start talking. Um, but as of right now, I don't believe they do. Okay, and so um, what does this tell us? But human beings do. Human beings do, right? Um, you know, different languages, different cultures 
you can go around the world, but you'll still find a sense of justice and you'll still find a sense of love ingrained in the human person. Okay? What does that tell us? That tells us that there is something about us that is more than matter. There is something about us that is more than matter. Okay? That's really important. It's really important. Um, because if there's something about us that is more than matter, then we need to figure out what that is. Okay? We gotta figure out what's the matter with you. Okay? Um, just checking to see if you're awake. Okay, just checking. Um, so, does anyone's head hurt yet? Alice, okay, yeah, okay. Okay, like two people? Good, good. We haven't lost most of you. All right. Oh, that's cool. All right, so now we're going to go in our groups. And we're going to um, talk about and define these two words, okay, with the rule that if you talked first last time, you talk last this time, okay? So the people in your group who did not talk last time and got out of it, those are the people who are going to talk first this time. You're like, oh, man, thought I was going to get away. Um, so, yeah, so go in your groups. We're going to do spirit and soul, and the people who talked, who did not talk last time are the first to talk this time. Ready, set, go. Definitely on my toes. All right. You can, uh, so I, I walked around a little bit. I heard some very interesting conversations. Um, uh, the one thing that we will do as we move forward in, in this weekend and coming weeks is I will stop you when you ask certain questions. Um, and I will say we will get to that later. And I don't want you to be offended because it's not a bad question. It's just a question we're not ready to tackle yet as a group. Keyword is a group, right? And here's the deal. Like, you may be like 10 steps ahead and be like, well, are angels inside and outside of time? And how do they act in time? You know, are they then present in that moment of time? And if they're present, do they take up space? And if they take up space, and like, how much space do they take up? All this sort of stuff. Like, maybe you're there. And if you're there, like, I applaud you. But like, the guy next to you is like, what's an angel, right? And you have to, like, we all have to move as a group. We can't, like, you know. Like one person be on page 100 and one person be page one. So if I if I stop you and I say parking lot that later, you know parking lot means uh, we'll get to it. We just may not get to it right now, okay? Um, and that's where the virtue of patience comes in. So, um, but I did hear a lot of really cool conversations. Um, and don't worry, I'm going to try and make sure we have definitions of these two things before we leave tonight, so that you don't have to go home wondering um, what they are and confused about you know what you are for the rest of your life. Um, but um, um, real quick, from the two groups, could I have a spokesperson for kind of each group to share a little bit of what you talked about for each each of these? What is a spirit and what is a soul? Nikki would love to share. So glad to hear that. Absolutely, from memory, because I didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> so I think that we said spirit was basically God in us, so the Holy Spirit working in us. Okay. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And then soul is what animates us. It's um, who we are. Are it's um it's, yes yes, yes. That's contains what, what? The three things 
Will, will intellect, and imagination. And we see the what? The work, the uh, effects, uh, effects uh, of the soul in our life. Mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. That's everything you wrote down. Cool. Yeah, and I would encourage you to write those things down. Um, and then um, as we keep moving forward, you know, and you can look back, like as you get kind of more solidified, as you work things out in your mind, and you can say, okay, like what did I think before? What did I think now? How has that changed? Right? So you can kind of see how you're moving forward as you go along. Um, really important. Um, so guys, could we get some insight? What did we What do we think the spirit and the soul here? Can I have a spokesperson? Go ahead, John. Uh, so basically for spirit, we basically agreed on that the spirit is kind of um, kind of like it's part of it, like angels are spirits and basically God is spirit and everyone like has that there's part of the spirit in the soul. Okay. And then the soul is kind of life after death and what basically Okay, cool. Yeah, so we got we got two definitions a little similar, okay, with that intellectual imagination relating to the soul um, of the human person. Um, one thing that I did want to bring up that I forgot to earlier, but I kind of want you just to think about, okay, um, is that the church has always taught um, that sin darkens the intellect. Okay. Um, and so I know often, like, we'll, we'll see that and we'll think, okay, like, well, that just means that I don't learn as well, you know, or that school's harder or something. It's like detention, like spiritual detention, like, I don't know. Um, but what I want you to think about that in relation to what we talked about earlier, about seeing reality, right? Seeing the truth and seeing reality, right? Is that sin darkens intellect, so sin does not allow us to kind of see reality as clearly as we would see it, okay? Um, and then what I, would, what I would further invite you to do is if that's true, then the opposite also would be true as well, which means that grace would enlighten the intellect as well, okay? Meaning that when we receive grace, whether it's when we pray or when we go to Mass or when we receive the sacrament of confession or whatever it might be, when we receive grace, it helps us to see reality more clearly, to see the world as it is. We should actually see the world more clearly, the more grace we receive. Um, so a beautiful opportunity there, just something for you guys to think about um, as we move forward, okay? Um, what we're going to start with, though, um, is that word spirit. Um, wonderful word. Uh, so what is a spirit? Um, so I'm going to tell you a lot of things that a spirit is not to get you to start thinking about this, and then we're going to get to a definition of spirit a little ways down, Okay. Um, a spirit um, has no shape, it has no size, no color, no weight, and it does not occupy space. I'm going to say that again, so if you didn't get it all, that's fine. Okay. Um, a spirit has no shape, has no size, has no color, has no weight, and does not occupy space. And that's right out of the book that you're all going to get. Um, so like you'll see it again when you read through, okay, which is cool because we'll be talking about it tonight and then you'll read through it and it won't be as confusing, okay? Um, but, you know, and, and once you get the book, like feel free to underline in it um, if you're going to keep it. 
Um, if you're one of the people who never writes in your book and you want to donate it at the end of the year, please feel free to do that as well. But if you need to write in it to help you learn, please do that. We'll like always order more, okay? So a spirit has no shape, has no size, has no color, has no weight, and does not occupy space. Now, if you would, please imagine that for me. That's how far our imagination would have gotten us before we're totally lost, okay? But if we're using our intellect, we can kind of continue going, okay? So in theology, spirit is the key word, okay? Jesus literally said God is spirit, okay? And up until this point in your life, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, and for me when I first kind of went through this and read it, we hear that and we're like, that is so cool, right? That's awesome. He's spirit. And then we probably think of a dove or something similar, or like, you know, some kind of like white mist, you know, like spirit, right? Um, but we don't actually think, what in the world is he talking about? Like, what does that actually mean? What is spirit? If God is spirit, what is spirit, right? If God is spirit, what is spirit? Um, so unless we know the meaning of spirit, we don't actually know what he means when he says that, um, which means that we don't actually know what God is without knowing what spirit is, right? So you see, we, we very quickly kind of run into a problem. Um, so uh, this, this one's going to mess with your head a little bit, okay? So prepare yourself. Um, in theology, we study spirit, okay? The mind that we study spirit with is a spirit as well, okay? In theology, we study spirit. The mind that we study spirit with is a spirit as well. So as you're thinking about spirit, you're actually thinking about spirit as a spirit. Whoa. Okay. Um, that's what I do in my head anyway. Um, knowing what it is, like being able just to spout off the correct definition is not enough. We have to adapt our way of thinking and seeing prayer, grace, God, one another with this understanding of spirit and what it is. Okay, so it's more than just getting the right answer. Okay, um, so if we're looking um, at what spirit is in, in relation to us, spirit is the element within us by which try to look for it. Uh, we know and love. And therefore, by which we decide. I spelled which wrong there, I'm sorry. Um, by which we decide. Okay? So, um, I know a lot of you were talking, like when you were talking to your groups, you, you got some really cool keywords there, right? You were talking about intellect, will, imagination, right? But by we know the intellect, by we love the will, and by which we decide the will according to what we love, right? We, we always decide according to what we love, okay? Um, so could someone look at that definition sheet and look at the definition of spirit and read it pretty loud for me? Yeah, go ahead. Spirit is the being which has its own nature so firmly in its grasp that it can never become some other thing. Yeah. Whoa, that's kind of trippy, okay? We're going to break that down, okay? 
Um, it has its being in its grasps, so firmly in its nature that it cannot be some other thing. Um, simplifying that, okay? Um, spirit has no parts, remember? Matter has parts. Take the wall. If we got something big enough, we could just chop the wall in half, right? Like a tree, okay? It could then be split into two parts. There would be two parts to the wall, okay? Um, spirit cannot be split into parts, okay? It cannot be broken down. It is. It cannot be split in half. There can never be half an angel, okay? Um, and before you start thinking about yourself and your soul and your spirit and stuff, angels are a lot easier to think about with spirit because they are pure spirit. They're not also body, okay? Um, they can appear as different, like, you know, people, beings, and stuff, but they're not physically body, okay? They're pure spirit. So they're easier to think about, okay? So they do not occupy space, um, you know, um, but they can act, okay? Um, so spirit is the element within us by which we know and love, by which we therefore decide. Um, our body knows nothing, and it decides nothing. Um, it reacts physically, like when I eat bacon, okay? Um, and by my mind, spirit, right, I know that I like bacon, which is true, okay? Um, but it is the knowing mind that enjoys the reactions or dislikes them, okay? Um, and the body decides nothing. So the spirit knows, loves, and has power or acts, um, Immaterial things are beyond all of our senses, including our imagination. So, like an angel. You can imagine an angel, but you're probably imagining either a little baby with a bow, right? Or, like, some warrior type with wings who's going to fly around and shoot people with arrows. I don't know. Like, whatever your sense of an angel is, right? Um, but you imagine it, but that's not actually the angel. You're not grasping the angel, right? Because the angel is beyond our senses, including our imagination. Okay? Um, they are. Okay? Um, so, do 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 do. Notice, though, that our mind uses our body. Okay? And so, easy example what you're doing right now. You're writing, you have your pen in your hand. Okay? What is, what is causing you to write? Your spirit, your mind, you are deciding to write. So you're animating your arm to write, okay? So you are body and spirit, not one or the other, okay? So if you say, oh, I'm just a soul waiting to be freed from this earthly flesh, right? I will call you a Gnostic, which is a heretic from the like early 400s or whatever, um, and uh, we'll work out your heresy, okay? Um, but you are body and soul, not one or the other, okay? Um, are you guys ready to jump a few steps ahead? No, we're not there yet. I'll go there later. Okay, um, so we will to raise our arm. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll go here now. Okay, think about this. Okay, so my mind has power over my arm, right? It's direct power. I can choose what to do with it and what not to do with it. Okay? Joey's like really using his direct power right now to wave his arms. Okay, but we do this all the time. We don't think about it. Okay, well, I want you to think if my mind has power over my arm... Angels have power over more stuff. Meaning if my mind can have power over my arm, they can have power over the weather. 
Okay? Um, if you want a great example of this, you can look back in the Old Testament where one angel slew like 70,000 people. Okay? Um, so spirits can still act. Okay? Um, over, over mightier things. Um, and then, of course, we have not even gotten yet to the point of thinking about God and what he can do. Right? So all the Psalms, when they're singing about how he can, you know, he causes the seasons to change and all this different stuff and the sun to go around, like, they're not just singing about that because it's a cool theme. They're singing about that because that's what's happening, right? Nikki, do you have a question? So certain spirits have power over different material things? Yep. Okay. Yep. Am I going to answer the follow-up question? No? Why? Nope. Not there yet. I knew where you were going. I was like, the thing. Okay. Um, so um, our spirit... Before we get to talking about angels more of God, okay, we're going to talk about you. Um, our spirit is distinguished from all others, okay? You're different from all other creation, all right? You're, you're very different from angels. Um, we're obviously very different from God, okay? Um, you're, you're distinguished of all of creation, um, and here's how. Your spirit is also a soul, Okay? Um, your spirit is also a soul. So a soul, really simple definition, is the life principle in the body. It's that which animates. If you don't know what animates is, think of animation like Disney, right? Like bringing things to life on the screen. Okay, in the very same, in, in not the same way, right? Similar way, um, your soul, you know, brings our body to life, animates it. It's causing, you know, moving my arms, all this different stuff, you know, warmth, all, all these different things. Okay, um, so um, God is a spirit, but has no body. If you're like, but Jesus, don't get there yet, please. Okay, um, the angels are spirits, but have no body. Okay, um, only in man is spirit united with the body, animates the body, and makes it a living body. Okay? Um, every living body has a life principle or a soul, but ours is the only soul that is also a spirit. And it's the only spirit that is a soul. If that was confusing, just think of like the hierarchy, like God, angels, men. Okay, so it's the only spirit that is a soul, meaning we, we have a body, okay? And then think of the other way around. It's the only soul, like an animal has a soul, but it's not a spirit, okay? It's both and for us. Yes? When we die, do we lose our soul? Or no. Or it, it's just, so then, then it's just spirit and soul without the body? Until the resurrection. Until the resurrection. And then we get a resurrected body back, no. which is going to be awesome. No. Yeah. It's going to be cool. In our resurrected body, we'll actually experience reality like more perfectly so than any cool. time on earth. Yeah, but we're not there yet. Mark, just don't do that. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so the soul. Um, any other questions about the soul and the spirit? These, these are like foundational. I want you to go home when we go home today. We're not there yet, but and like think about these throughout the next week. Yes, Nikki? So in the typical sense of when we talk about a soul, we're usually just talking about a human soul, mm -hmm. not yeah, but I mean, dogs have souls, but not spirits. If that's yeah, that's the term you want to use from. Yeah, so souls that are not spirits. 
So dogs have souls, but the, their souls are not spirits. Uh, yeah, only spirits go to heaven. Yeah. You guys just did the work where you're like, wow, my dog's not going to heaven. It's really sad, but it's so true. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is really sad. Rogue for you. Neither are cats, so I'm good with that. <laughs> that's true. It's a equal You said all living things. Uh huh. So that's what I meant. Vegetative souls. Plants. That's a good question. Plants also have souls. I'll look that up. Mary, would you mind writing that down for me, yeah. please? That's a question. Mm-hmm. Elise? So when animals die, do they just, like, cease to exist? Um, I think there's different opinions on that. Um, or they just go to this, like, perfect state of happiness. I mean, the cool thing about animals not having spirits is means they can't, like, sin, you know? And that's the whole thing with, like, dogs. You know, a dog can, like, do a bad thing, but it's not, like, willing to, like, do a bad thing. It's just a dog, right? Um, and so because it cannot do any evil... We definitely know they don't suffer after they die, for sure. So either they go to this place of like perfect happiness, or they just cease to exist. But either way, they're never going to suffer after they die. Does that make sense? Okay, James. Uh, the spirit can never turn into anything else. How did the angels fall? Oh, there's there's still angels. No, no, but like they're still fully. Yeah. So I mean, so it's it's all about trajectory. Okay, it's about what they love. Okay, and. With their choice, our choice happens in time over a succession of our, of our life, right? Um, but their choice happened one in one moment, okay? Um, and in that moment, decided their trajectory. And so it didn't change their essence that they were angels. It sadly also did not change the power they had um, that they were given when they were created um, or the knowledge they had that they were given when they were created or anything like that. They're still fully angels. They just chose to love themselves rather than love God. Um, at the heart of it, that's that's. I mean, and, and it's the same trajectory that we all face, but they just like that kind of decided um, rather than over a moment of time. That's a good question. Other questions about spirit and soul? Don't feel bad for asking more questions. Yes, John. So since the hauntings are shows, there's no way back. We're the only we're the only group of like spirit and soul that. Yeah, so we are the only spirit and soul, and we're the only ones who get to choose over the course of our life okay. and repent. Yeah, Joey. Is that because our, our knowledge of stuff is developing? Uh, I don't know if that's the you know particular reason. I would say it's because we're human. That's how we're made. It's his, his like plan of creation, um, and how he wants to redeem us, which is really beautiful. You know that he redeems us over time and doesn't just say here here's your moment. You know. Mary? So when you keep saying, what is it that you love, mm-hmm. how does that relate with spirit and soul? Like, how does that affect spirit Ooh, and soul? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to go in a little different direction than, like, a strictly theological, like, in this sense. Um, so I, I think there's there's that interesting saying, which is we become what we love, right? Mm-hmm. So we always think, you know, I'm going to become a couch potato or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But in a sense, in a sense... Um, it's true in that if we love things of the earth, we become more like them. Um, and there's a great, you know, people think, oh, well, Genesis is like 100 years ago. But the authors of Genesis, like, got all of this so much better than we ever could. Like, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, obviously, but so much. I mean, the sixth day and the seventh day, 
Okay, look what's on either side of that, right? Um, that if we keep the Sabbath rest, so if we, if we keep the Lord's day, the Lord's day, if we worship him with our whole heart, our whole mind, then we become like him, right? You guys are talking about the angels. We're also actually the only ones who can become like God, right? Um, St. Michael's feet say today, who is like God, right? That's true, who is like God, but he gave us his likeness, which is insane. It's just crazy to think about, right? So if we, if we set our eyes on him, we love him, we become like God. The contrary, though, if we set our eyes on the things of the earth, um, if we set our eyes on the sixth day and we continually look down at the earth um, rather than up to heaven, then we become like the things of the earth. So we become more like animals than we do um, like God, right? And where do we see that? I mean, in all types of sins, right? I mean, like violence, like extreme violence, you know, like, okay, what are we, we're just like the animals. You know, it's like two gorillas fighting, right? Um, all these different types of sins, it's like we, we're, we're becoming more like the animals, okay? Um, but the beautiful thing with Christ, okay, is that he offers the grace um, to become more like him, to become more like Jesus. So when we're talking about becoming more like Christ, we're actually talking about becoming more like God while we're here on earth, which is just amazing to think about, right, that opportunity. Um, that's a great question, Mary. Other questions? Other burning questions? Yep. Does the spirit still have power outside of the body? That's a great question. Austin's like, can I really become a Jedi? Whatever um, <laughs> it is. I can't thinking it right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to find out. <laughs> well, it can, it can manipulate other stuff by means of the body. Yeah, but I don't. I think I don't think that's what he was asking. I think spirit doesn't separate from your body. I think he was asking if he could lift a glass of water so with like his mind. With his mind, yeah. That would be cool directly. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. I don't really want to know. I've decided. So it's definitely not a no. But it's not a yes. It's not a yes. I just I don't know. Okay. But I would also ask like why you were, you know, why you would want to know. I mean, the question really is like the amazing things that you can do while you're here on earth with your body that you've been given to do. But anyway, Austin? Um, the other question is, is the soul an embodiment of the spirit? No, the soul is a spirit. Is a spirit. Okay. Thank it's you. Thing. It took me a minute. I was like, I had to think through the words. In, it's in a, we're embodied souls. Or in soul's body. Thank you for that question. Like, 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 okay. Any other questions? Anyone massively confused? Cool. Okay, that's just me. All right, um, so we will stop here. I'm going to make a mark. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Um, uh, announcements. Uh, small groups, um, sadly, will not meet next week because um, our eighth graders from this past spring will be getting confirmed, um, which is wonderful. Um so we'll meet in uh, two weeks, okay, for lead team and the small groups after that, okay? Um, but we'll also be, like, touching base with you guys and seeing how you're doing next week as well. Um, and then uh, if you'd like to pray for our eighth graders, please, please, you know, we encourage you to pray. Email us, um, and, uh, you know, we can tell you, like, for example, the practice is on Tuesday, and then one confirmation is on Wednesday and one confirmation is on Thursday. I would invite all of you 
but we already like are getting close to our cap of people with all the family members and stuff. So I don't know if you really want to try and come because I would never want to turn you away. Okay. Um, but we will see you there. And then also on Thursday, um, Mary is giving a talk on St. Andre Bissette. Um, and if you can come and make that, it's going to be awesome. And St. Andre is awesome on Thursday. Um, and we'll have a bonfire because it'll be nicer weather. Although it was supposed to rain. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for this time. Um, and we ask Lord Jesus for the grace, uh, to be patient with ourselves, um, to know that this journey of study and of coming to know you is a lifetime journey. Um, not something that we're going to master in a day, in a week or a year. Uh, but just to have that patience with ourselves that you have with us, Lord. Um, for we know uh, how merciful you are and how loving you are and how even now you call us by name to come closer to you because you delight to be with us. And so we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the good work that you're doing in all of our lives that you continue to do for your people throughout the world. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Dominic. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, question? I was just going to say that if you wanted to be added to the lead team group chat, just give me your number and I'm um, I also might be setting up an online discussion group for this so that you guys can just, like, wrestle with this stuff in, like, a chat format. I don't know if you would use it at all, but we'll see. Okay, so with that said, we can head out. Um, socially distanced out front.